can you feel it coming? Like drifting around the turn, dude, just Dodge Charger, Dodge Intrepid from 2003. <laughs> What's up? And welcome to another episode of the SBL podcast, Scott and Ian show. Let's go. Feel like I'm timing it a little bit better each and every time. Getting more confident on the let's go, working on it, you know, working on it, work in progress. Are we all a work in progress? Hi, my name is Ian Martin Allison. I'm half of the team of the Scott and Ian show. Scott Devine is the other half. We do this podcast every week. I'm doing some intros, talking to you about the episode and talking to you too, just a little bit about what we do at SBL. But on today's episode, it is all about slap. And in the beginning of the episode, Scott's like, you said slap of the bass. And I feel like I didn't, but I just went with it because, hey, you know what I mean? He's the boss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scott Devine is the boss. But look, don't say slap of the bass to me. You say slap of the bass, I slap of your face. It's not true. I don't condone violence. I'll never slap your face. But you say slap of the bass to me, and I go, huh? I, I like, I go, huh? Uh, uh, cool. Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, that, that's what we do. We slap the bass. But hey, you know what? Deep down, I really love slapping the bass. I also love Paul Rudd. I love that movie. Is that I Love You, Man? I love that movie. And I love slapping the bass. Dude, it's incredible. It's one of the coolest things you can do. Guess what? You can't slap a viola. Ha, no. You can't slap a piano. Uh, you know, somebody's going to be like, no, you can open the lid and you can... Don't, don't, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Yeah, you can slap a little guitar, but you're not slapping the drums, right? Slapping is something that is reserved for the electric bass. It is a celebration of the electric bass. We're going to talk all about that. This is part one of a two-parter. We had to break into two. There's so much slap to talk about, right? But hey, check it out. We are about to release an unbelievable accelerator, a brand new accelerator program on SBL called the Slap Bass Accelerator. I can look you in the eye or I can speak to you right into your ear holes and tell you right now that this is the most unbelievable slap course that has ever been created for the bass guitar. I don't care which one you've checked out. This one is going to blow your mind. We're gonna take you from never having slapped the bass before all the way to doing some really advanced stuff. And it is a step-by-step -step process. I flew out to Leeds. I recorded it with Scott side-by-side. -side. We laughed, we cried, we actually did. There was a moment where we played something in unison that felt so good and I looked at him and I laughed and a tear came down, dude, and a tear came down. Am I proud of that? I'm not too proud of that, but it happened. You know what? It happened. And real men also cry. Do you know that? Real men also cry. So check it out. Tears of joy slapping can give you that. <laughs> it also helps you think about your bass like a drummer. And I think it really helps you get together your sense of evenness in subdivisions. And that is what everybody wants, whether you're playing slap, fingerstyle, pick, whatever. So check it out. And hey, if you haven't checked out the platform, dive in, take your free 14-day trial of scottsbasslessons.com. And if you feel so led, check out the Slap Bass Accelerator. I stand behind it. I think it is an amazing program. That's enough of me, but now it's more me on the Scott and Ian Show. Let's dive into the episode. I was... Is this, is it called, is this 40 or something like that? Oh yeah, it this was, is 40. This is 40. Yeah, it yeah. was so 
fucking on the money. I was just yeah. like, this is exactly what it's like. The way that he's just Doesn't sort that of movie like start out with him like yeah, taking the Viagra he's got, and his his wife is pissed at him that he has to. Isn't that the one? Yeah, yeah. He's sort of like he's he's basically like eating loads of shit when he should. He like keeps sneaking outside to put things in the bin and he's like fucking like gorging <laughs> yeah. on them. And she's like smoking when she shouldn't. And I'm just like, yes. this is actually like a great reflection of what forty's like. Actually, oh my god, there's a moment too in that. I think about this moment a lot where he's in the bathroom texting or like on his phone. And she's like, you've been pooping for 40 minutes. Like, you know, like, like when you're taking a shit is the only time that you have any time to yourself. Yeah. Yes. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's at a party, isn't it? It's, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm taking a shit. And she's like, you've been taking a shit for 40 minutes. He's just like on, what are you, doom she's scrolling or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know. And then there's uh. another bit where he's sort of like, he's lying down. And he's got his ass in the air and he's like, there's something wrong with my household. And she's like, what? I, I needed to have a look. And she's like, I don't want to look. And he's like, I needed to have a look. And she's like, it's a hemorrhoid. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, my God. He's great, Fuck, dude. dude. I'm going to change my – wait, this is a new one, right? I'm just going to change my jacket because I have one here. Hold on. No, we haven't. We, ha we just changed, didn't we? Did we just change? I can't remember. Da, 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 da. Woo <laughs> Take it off! Put it on! Dude, dude I, that jacket that you had on, we've not filmed anything in it, I don't think. I'm I know, sure yeah. that that was like... we. Because I went and changed, didn't I? And then you yeah. changed. Yep. But then you've changed again. Did you change again? Well, yeah, because we're... Wait. We didn't, didn't we record one. <laughs> no? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> oh, my yeah, God, we didn't I thought do we it. had. Okay, we didn't do no. it. But we've done two. Oh, but I did two in the pink hoodie. I did you two did in the two pink, in the pink I was hoodie, yeah. three, and I have three outfits. Well, fuck it, dude. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm going to wear this. I'm in it now. <laughs> Dude, my mind is a, my mind is toast. It's oh all my good, god! Dude. It's Amazing. all good, dude. Okay. Yeah, but that like, what is it called? This is forty, isn't it? This is forty. It's great. What what Man. are your forty? What are you like now? You're forty four. We're at the same age, right? Um, what is your? And if anybody's wondering, sort of like why we're talking about being forty, it's you're just gonna have to put up with it. Yeah, because dude, we I are didn't even 40 know we want started. to talk about it. I didn't yeah, even started, know that you started the pod. We, yeah. We've did, started. Did the good what, people like, say, see me change my jacket? I we we could we, maybe we want to keep that bit in. <laughs> <laughs> For like what is your favorite era in terms of like let's just remove anything from 10 years 10 to 0. That's removed, right? Yeah. 10 to 20, 20 to 30. Yes. 30 to 40. 40 to 44 what's been your best or most enjoyable era um from a let me just be like i'll hit you up with a better question in terms of like how you feel like in terms of like being comfortable in your own skin because yeah. i had a wild time in my early 20s and yeah, stuff like did. that right but, yeah but what about just being sort of like what's been your most enjoyable period of your life so far Recent. I mean, you know, other than all the chaos and insanity in the world, that was very, very difficult for 
for me and, you know, my city and Minneapolis and the neighborhood and everything, mm. I would say when I turned 40, and, and I'd like to point out that I am still just a spring chicken at 43, Scott Devine. <laughs> oh, <am>. you 43? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. But I got a birthday. That birthday's coming. That birthday's coming. <laughs> it's round the bend, dude. But yeah, uh, I when I turned 40, I that's when I was like, okay, I need to do something, right? I mean, I've... I've told this story probably in different iterations over the pod, but, you know, from teens to 30, I was in a rock band, and from 30 to 40, I was a sideman. And then when I turned 40, I was like, all right, I need to do something for me. I need something that I can control. I want to, you know, think about branding myself. And before I was 40, that just, I was like, like gag me like i never wanted to think about that like the branding yuck you know like that just seemed ridiculous and then i really went hard the other way after i turned 40 started to do instagram um but yeah i think when i turned 40 there was this thing of like man i've been pretending for a long time i've been pretending to like certain things and i've been really trying to make different uh, artists and songwriters and potential employers and colleagues mm. uh, and collaborators think that I was a certain way and that I liked certain things and didn't like certain things and was really trying to position myself. And then when I turned 40, I, I discovered that, ah, the real leverage is being yourself, you know, and, mm. and really, really finding like solace in your own skin and not apologizing for what you like and who you are um yeah and and really deciding that that's cool to be who you are and then and then pushing it outward and showing the world who you are and that's really difficult because people are scared you know people are scared yeah, to post sure. because they're scared what their mom's going to say or their or their you know their friends their snarky friends and you know and I had a little of that my parents actually very supportive but I had friends that were you know not happy about what I was doing on social media and you just have to put that stuff aside you have to say that's fine it's not for you then it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. it's going to be for someone else so i mean yeah. i really i really it was i'm a late bloomer scott divine i i don't feel like i really found truly like a a zone a passion a path and really a comfort with it until I was 40. And, and I mean, it's a, you know, it's a work in progress, dude. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure it out, but that oh, was dude, definitely yeah. a turning point for me. How about for you? Yeah. Um, and if anybody's wondering, we, we, I, the question came because we were talking about a film called This Is 40 <laughs> with uh, Paul Rudd in it. And it actually came from you going, slap a You said slap a And that made me think about Paul Rudd. And then that made me think about that This Is 40. And now we're talking about Jesus. being 40. But and that, I hate that was when people say slap a bass. I hate it. I hate when people <laughs> say that to me. Like, you know, you take your bass out at a gig and someone's like, oh, what do you play? I'm like, oh, your bass player, slap a bass. <laughs> I will slap at your face. <laughs> Shut up, man. Just slap at your face. <laughs> love yeah, it. But yeah, love I, it. I guess I did say it. <laughs> yeah, and we and we're gonna be talking we're, we're gonna be talking about slap bass in this this episode yes, we we're gonna be talking about slap bass. Yeah. Um but for me, um I it's really hard to pin down actually, but I think that I have been m- the the most fulfilled and fulfilled and i guess sort of like just comfortable and yeah fulfilled and comfortable and just sort of like on you know feeling kind of like pumped 
to 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 do stuff over it wasn't at this crossover i think it was like late 30s yeah late 30s and then and then up, up until now i just feel great i've just felt great yeah. i just felt really really great about it and i think it's partly to do with spl the spl era you know that yeah, like for sure it was a bit it was rocky when i first started it because i didn't know when it if it was going to be a thing right. but then when it became a thing like that's been a trip that's been great yeah. like for me personally just like yeah. in, in, in terms of my self-esteem and just like oh i can freaking grow something and we can do this and unbelievable and i can, and yes. I can work with great people like yourself and the team and i've got like incredible relationships with them and so that's been really fulfilling so like a lot of like community and fulfillment has happened sort of like in building out sbl which is great and then the other part of it is i've really loved having kids actually and what that's mm. done to me personally yeah it's just sort of like you know like this had this new you know it's like i don't know like people you know friends of mine that have, haven't had kids and mm. When I speak to them, they're like, oh, what's it like? And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, like, it, you know, it comes with all of this responsibility and stuff like that. But it's also, there's this other element that it's hard for me to, I guess, sort of like quantify. And it's like, it's like there's like another layer of being a human, another mm -hmm. experience that is really hard to quantify without actually doing it. It's like, you know, what's it like when you do a bungee jump? Well... It's pretty freaking scary, and it's like, but yeah. it's it's really hard to kind of you know package that up and explain to somebody what it's like to do a bungee jump, right? Same with kids, but yes. in a kind of like fulfilling way, you know, much more fulfilling than doing a bungee jump. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's so so SBL and having kids have for me given mm. me this like really fantastic experience, and so I would say late thirties to you know to where I am now has been like the best. It's been fucking awesome in terms of my life, and I'm just sort of like super pumped in Dude. terms of you know where, where we're going you you did this thing when i was out there the last time where on a weekend you took your son's story to a transformers like conference or like a place yeah. where it was like a show like a trade show where they were selling transformers and stuff and dude, i don't even think that i've told you since then i was like so moved by that like that you you took the time to do that with him and you don't think that what he likes is dumb, you know? Oh, dude, like you're yeah, building yeah. a relationship with your son, with your kids, with winter too. I'm sure you are. I mean, I see it in you and Lisa where like you honor them. You let them speak at the table surrounded by adults story told that, you know, told that story right at the end of the, yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah. meal at the pub. And he was talking about it and he was, and he was into it and you're not shutting it down and you're not saying, ah, you know, you shouldn't spend your money on transformers. That's dumb. Or like, you're just not doing that. And it, man, it made me feel like, oh, I want it made me want to be a better dad, dude. Like when oh, I dude, came yeah. home from that trip, I was like, ah, I want to dig into more of like what my kids like. And my son now dash is crazy about Legos. And so, you know, we like, he got this set, he saved up money, but I helped him a little bit. I, I paid the tax, you know, like he saved up all his money and <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he was yeah, so yeah. close. I'm like, I'll tell you what, buddy, I'll pay the tax. And then you'll be able to, he got this Lego at, at, and we built it together. And man, like it's, it's so important. I think to not, shit on what your kids like and there's so many yeah, parents yeah. that just do that don't actually care about what their kids like or they pretend to and then the kids kind of feel that they don't 
And man, yeah. that's something that I feel like you and Lisa are doing so well. And it's inspirational. And I just want to tell you that. Oh, dude, thanks, man. And it's something that like, I, I, I want to get much better at as well. Like something I've been thinking about recently. After that, after that trip that I went on with Story, actually, to the Transformers convention, we felt really connected. I actually mm. felt it. It was a real mm. visceral kind of like, oh, I just really felt it. Yeah, you were, I was like, yeah. and he felt it. We were like hanging out. And it kind of like, and it went on for about two or three weeks. And then I actually felt the connection. That sort of like real closeness i felt it actually going back towards that baseline of like yeah. oh yeah no it's dad and stuff. i was like oh that's actually something that you can control in terms of if you're dialed in as hopefully we're trying to be as parents like we're, we're dialed into that connection with our children making sure that they feel really connected to us if if we're being conscious of it, if we do feel that it's decreasing and we feel like it's, you know, going back down or whatever, you know, having a button, like having a lever to pull where we mm. can actually increase that connection, I think is That's really great. important. Yeah. So, so what I've been thinking about doing and, and we, we, re, we, again, we're really connected. I think that the connection comes from experiences. It's shared experiences. Yes. I'm, I'm sure that that's where it comes from. So for instance, like we went camping over the weekend and it was fucking awesome oh cool it, yeah it was in the middle of nowhere it was a field yes it was with like some of our friends just sort of like we, we've got like we're really close with another family so we all went camping together mm. their kids are there our kids are there there's nothing for there's no internet connection mm. there's nothing for the kids to do except run around in the field and play with stuff with twigs yeah. and just shit that they find. And yeah. like, they went on wildlife hunts where they were like freaking each other out. Cause they, th they thought they'd found snakes. And then they, they, they found this freaking massive, big, um, stick and they nicknamed it the staff of puberty i was like <laughs> dudes i was like nobody here is like above the age of 11 why is this called the staff of puberty they had no good answer but i i was oh, i just loved that they great. called it the staff of puberty and we were like there for like two or three days and yeah. we made fires and it was freezing and it's like all of that stuff and then we felt really connected so what i'm what I'm really trying to do is actually like calendar that stuff out because yeah. they are not responsible for it. Therefore, we are responsible for it. So yes. what I'm really going to try and like, I haven't done it yet. I'm just saying it out loud to make myself more accountable to it. But I'm going to start sort of like trying to do like one thing every week where it's mm. either an experience with one one kid or both kids that mm. I that is in the calendar and it is like an immovable rock. I have to go do it. Whether that's, you know, whatever it is, because I just think sort of like, oh, it's just too easy not to do. I and know. I really love that connection when I feel it with my kids. And yes. I will say that I am more connected to, st I think that story's got sort of like a stronger connection to me than winter. Um, and I think that, you know, it's probably because I spent more time with story as a, a kid. Yeah, winter came born. along. Yeah. Firstborn. Like, and it was a lot of the time it was like me and him when, especially when winter was like, you know, super young and Lisa was having to like look after her as a little baby, me and story go and hang out. And I haven't had that time with winter. So I'm yes. really trying to schedule it. In. And if it sounds a bit lame, if people are like, Oh, scheduling stuff. No, oh, that dude, that's, that's yeah. being a good dad, man. Well, I that's think actually that's, being a responsible yeah. parent, man. 
No, I think I it think just doesn't happen. For me, at least, totally it doesn't happen if I don't same. schedule it. So I'm just going to start scheduling. And I think that that is something I really want to lean into. Like, it, that's a whole different conversation in terms of like, I'm trying to do more of that stuff. I'm trying to, I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is create more hard containers in my life. Hmm. Hard container. Like, this is when you do that time. Yes. It's a hard container. You do not do that out of that time mm -hmm. this is another hard container like you know and i'm trying to lean into oh, that I need because that in my life, dude. yeah yes. dude because well i think that like for a long time i've just not had that and like things splurge over into each other and of course, God, you know yes. you don't do the things that you should do because this yeah all of that shit right so i'm really trying to get better at having harder containers Man, you know you and know, yeah i i that that's so good i feel like too like you're talking with your second born with winter having less i've always felt that with dash my son too everly and i have done music stuff together my daughter who's older we love star wars together and then dash we just never had a thing and check this out man like even for me with dash it's been going on bike rides in the evening and i'm talking they're like sometimes they're like seven minutes where we just get on our bike we just moved uh to a to a new neighborhood that's really fun to bike in we just yeah. get on our bikes and we ride and we just go up the cul-de-sac and then down and around by his school and then kind of home and i push him on the swing for a second maybe it takes 20 minutes but like last night scott we got out in the garage and we had, he had just had a thing where he was struggling with some like homework from school and got upset and threw his pencil and was mad. And, you know, we got in the, I'm like, do yeah. you want to do, do a bike ride? Yeah. And we, you know, we got in the, in the garage and he goes, dad, I think that, I think that doing bike rides is our passion. And I was like, yes. Yeah, man. Love I love that. that. I love that. He goes, I think he's like, I think it's our thing. I'm like, dude, I love that we have a thing. And he goes, yeah. He's like, you know what? Even when I'm really mad at you, I still really like to go on these bike rides. <laughs> and I said, you know Love what, it. dude? Even when I'm really mad at you, I still like to go on these bike rides. You know? <laughs> and dude, it all melted away. You know, it all melted away. Yeah. He was struggling yeah. to finish that last word on his homework and got pissed. And now we're on a bike ride and it's all good. And we come back from the ride, dude. And he just runs up and finishes it. He's like, I did it. You know, oh. And I mean, it can, so, so like the thing that I've discovered too is, um, I want to be more event oriented like you, like you're talking about putting it on the calendar and doing it. Um, and I need to do that more because there's always a gig and there's always something I need to do. Right. And I'm, I love what I do for work so much that I'm a workaholic and I struggle with that. Mm. But the thing that we've found that's been so helpful, so any of you parents out there, future parents, I love this idea that Scott has of like the hard container, the time that you carve for it. But yeah. also I've found this incredible like sense of um, connection with my son with just the 15 minute, the 15 minute moment that happens. Yeah. Like he wants to do it if it's raining. I mean, and like, Man, it's amazing. You know, my daughter would rather eat ground glass than go on a bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> She's not into it, but he's like, he, he just, he, we're looking for frogs and anyway, oh, yeah, dude. dude, it's, uh, you know, and I just, yeah, I think, I know we we're going to talk about slap bass. <laughs> I love talking about slap bass, but also it's really good to connect with you um, as, as a dad, as a fellow dad too, man, because I see you with your kids. I see how you and Lisa interact and it, it you just need to know, man, it makes me want to be better. Every time Dude. I see you guys do that stuff, it makes me want to be better. 
Me too, dude. I want to be better. I think that, yeah. like, I really, I'm really invested in it. You know, it's like sometimes you think, I'm not sure about you, but like sometimes I'll kind of sort of mull over something for like six months. That emotion will be there. But it, <laughs> and then it just sort of like, like a volcano. It's sort of like it reaches the peak and then it's like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. your version yeah. was better. Mine just sounded like a wet <laughs> fart, but there you go. <laughs> um, and that's the time for me now. I'm just sort of like, I need to, I need to, yeah, I need to do. I need to freaking figure this out. I need to figure this Rubik's cube of parenting out a little bit. Mm. I need to. I need to find that connection with the kids. I'm really looking forward to it as well. And yeah. yes, we are going to be talking about slap to slap base today. And actually, what we should do, dude, we, let's do a two parter. We've got so much, so many, so many notes down here. I'm just looking at my notes down here, right? Let's do a two parter. Let's not try and squeeze it. it all into one because yeah. I think we'll be doing it a disservice. So let's do quick housekeeping first, right? housekeeping first of all the most important thing and yes it is slap bass related is that ian and i are releasing a brand new course oh, next dude. week called <laughs> the slap accelerator i can't it's believe it's coming out awesome. dude. it's finally coming out <laughs> it's finally coming out yes and it is awesome it is ian, awesome. like we have never done anything like this before you know it actually like all great things this idea happened in the pub it actually happened in yeah. my local pub where ian it's, and i and eric were in the pub sitting on a table and we were talking about i can't remember what we we're talking about it but at some at some point we were talking about we, we want to do a new course we're like, what, what should the new course be and of course at what you know at some point we just thought hey we should be the slap bass accelerator. We should do a slap bass accelerator because slap bass is freaking awesome. Dude, it's awesome. Well, do you remember though, you know, you're like, oh, you know, it'd be fun to make a new accelerator. We haven't done one in a while. Like, what should we do? Yeah. And I was like, well, it should be the metronome. Do you remember? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and you were like, you were like a couple ciders in, you know, and you were like, I don't know. I like. Is there a, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, the metronome. You're like, yeah, and I'm like, yes, it should. I think that is the thing that everyone. You're like, yeah, but is there anything more fun, maybe, or is there ah? And, and I'm, I'll never forget Eric. Eric being like, ah. Uh, slap bass is pretty fun <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like slap bass is pretty fun oh yeah. my god and i mean and then we just ran with it and we did we created i i am gonna say it man i'm gonna say it maybe you've said it i'm gonna say it too i think it's the best slap bass resource out there that this that is exists. the best it is slap bass course that exists bar none it 100 phenomenal it's like like and it was such a blast creating it um ian so we've never presented anything either to get which is so right. cool yeah like, i know we did it together you came right. over here for like like a long time yeah, two <laughs> weeks we could, yeah. two weeks and we were in the studio every single day recording this in the most extreme heat there oh was sweat. There was like there wasn't many blood. There wasn't any blood, or there wasn't any tears. But there was a there was a few tears. We shed some tears when we were playing <laughs> we together, did. actually. So there was no blood, but there was tears and sweat that went into the creation of this course. And it is freaking awesome. It's going to be delivered over like sixteen or seventeen weeks. So it's several months long. We had like in the vid like for anybody that signs up for this course, 
Uh, the, I've mentioned it already, but like it opens for enrollment next year. I mean, next week, and we'll be opening it once a year for enrollment. If anybody signs up for this, you're just going to have so much fun just watching the videos because we had just such a blast recording it. At the end of every day, we just sort of like looked at each other and were like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is, it was so fun recording this yes. thing. There were times where Scott was like, <laughs> like you would look at me like wide eyes and you'd be like, I'm only going to play slap bass from now on. You know that, right? Like I'm o- yeah. like that's all I do now. Like slap bass is so awesome that that's all I'm going to do. All I'm going to yeah. do. And I was like, "Yeah, me too." I mean, man, it was so fun. Scott wrote a bunch of riffs for it. I wrote some riffs for it. Um oh, so together good. with Eric, we put together a program that takes you from really like having no um it really takes you from this beginner level of like having no uh technique for it right or like maybe you've worked on a a certain kind of technique or maybe you've never approached it at all we will take you from any place you're at whether that's i've never slapped the bass before all the way up to well i've actually slapped a bunch of flea lines and clay pool lines but i'm kind of looking to expand like all the way into like victor wooten stuff double thumbing we talk about that but it doesn't start out at a a place that is inaccessible it starts out at a place where you can dive in and really like learn of the proper technique what we think are some really good best practices from the ground up build your technique and then god it's like that's just about grooves and bass lines and i mean man what we discovered is in a sneaky way we almost did sort of make a metronome course i mean because the whole thing is about time right yeah, it's like you're yeah. slapping the bass and you're playing drums I mean, you're playing rhythms on this instrument, and you've got to be locked in. It helps everything if you're like, no, I don't want to play slap bass. No, you do want to play slap bass because it helps your groove. It's it's unbelievable technique. It's not just a party trick. It will actually well, it, it will round you as a player. And that's what we found too, man. When I was trying yeah. to learn your riffs, you were trying to learn my riffs. We were like, damn. Ah, and like, and then once we got it, we're like, ah, <laughs> it's all high-fiving. And <laughs> yeah, it, it was incredible. And I think that like, for me, the, it was an interesting one for me because I have never really practiced any slap bass really mm. ever. Mm. It's not something that I've, and yeah, we've talked about this before and I kind of like silently labeled myself as not a slap. I don't do yes. that. I don't yes. do slap. Yeah. I can teach it a bit in some videos, you know, on YouTube and stuff like that, but it's not really what I do. And, and I've been playing for, well, nearly 25 years, maybe 20, maybe over 25 years now. And up until the last really 12 or 18 months, that was the reality. I just, you know, I wasn't a slap bass, but I didn't do slap. Yes. And, um, and there's some plays like that. There's some great players that don't do that. Uh, but I really, uh, I really freaking missed out. And it has been, so just to, for everybody's you know, I actually started getting back into, or not even back into it, because I was never really into it. I kind of re- started deep diving into it because of Ian, because he did, like, I saw him playing, and I was like, wow, he's not playing slap bass like, it's not all about pyrotechnics. He's just playing freaking awesome grooves that can't be played without play. They don't sound the same right. if you don't play them with you know, with the thumb. Um, and that really piqued my interest. And then you did that course for us where you were working on one of the Corey Wong tunes. Yeah. 
you know, that, that tune that you'd done with Corey Wong. Yeah. And man, that riff, I was like, oh, I need to like learn this stuff. So I started playing around with changing my technique, you know, about 12, 18 months ago, changing my technique, trying to cop that stuff that Ian was doing. And that was, and it's just been a roller coaster, roller coaster ride of just freaking awesomeness, to be honest, just sort of like <laughs> really falling in love with everything slap bases over the last 12 or 18 months like discovering I can use that because I didn't yeah. ever feel natural at it ever. Right, it always right. felt like a struggle. And I talk about it in the, in the course, obviously we talk about it in great detail, but just for everybody now, I really struggled with it. You know, I didn't feel I was natural at it. And then over the last 12 to 18 months, we've just been working on this stuff. And a lot of that stuff that I've been working on is in this in the slap bass accelerator you know because the, because i'm kind of sort of like telling my story along the way saying hey yes i actually freaking struggled with all of this stuff i couldn't do any of that stuff i you know i couldn't do any of the double thumb stuff i used this particular technique that kind of felt like i felt like my it made my slap my slap lines sound a little bit anemic and weird and i couldn't slap on the d and the g strings ever because it just sounded completely whack and crappy so break that down in the course and we get into it and it's just, yeah, I know that I'm, we're kind of sort of like gushing about it at the minute, but like for me, I'm just really, really proud of it. I'm really, yeah. really proud of it. I think it's a freaking awesome course. I think that anybody that goes through this is going to have not only a great educational experience and, you know, they're going to have a great ex educational experience, but they're also going to have a complete kind of like awakening to what slap bass is and should be. I think that's what I believe yes. when they go through it because it's so much deeper and cooler than I ever gave it, you know, credit for. And then the third thing is that they're going to have a freaking laugh it's because so we have fun. so much fun. If yeah. you listen to the podcast and you like the vibe of the podcast, it's basically the vibe of the podcast, but we're teaching slap bass for like 16 or 17 weeks. And as Ian was saying, we've structured it in this really, like, really systematic way that introduces all of the individual elements of slap bass one step at a time yes. and gets you to introduce it in a really musical way. So we're not just like, hey... Here's the thumb, you know, we introduce the thumb. Yeah. yeah, we introduce the thumb and then we work on, okay, well, how do, how do we use the thumb? How do we get the right technique? How do we actually play it within grooves? Yes. Just the thumb. Then right. we introduce the pops and we're learning to use pops within that, you know, within the groove, L using drum tracks, using backing tracks making we think we can do that really in musical way then we start adding the left hand slaps and the, all of this stuff gets added in in a really systematic way and along the journey as well we're also every i think three or four weeks in the program we do like a style deep dive yeah so it's it's we're talking just about flea for an entire week and then we're right. talking just about larry graham for an entire week then just about marcus miller for an entire week and then who else do we do victor who is it and then we do Victor Wooten for an entire week and we're taking the, we're taking riffs that, you know, like stylistically really represent those, those, those individuals as bass players. We're breaking them riffs down. We're teaching them. It is freaking awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny because I, I love that you, I love that you are like humble enough a guy to talk about your trajectory with it. I actually think that's really, really powerful. The thing that I want to say is, you know, you hear Scott saying like, oh, I never really did it. And, oh, you know, and I, and it was kind of, it sounded kind of crap and I re really struggled. But, but 
you wrote some riffs too. Like, and, and you're so nice to like throw it my way. And so like you, you saw me do it. And, but you wrote some of the baddest ass riffs and I struggled with it too, you know? So here you're setting oh, me dude, up yeah. to be like, Oh, you know, Ian's got it down, but everybody has a slightly different style. So then Scott yeah. would write these things from his perspective that were just like the sickest bass riffs with just a move in them, you know, and nothing that we wrote is like the hardest thing you'll ever do. But every time you try to learn somebody else's thing, there's always like, Oh, this isn't how I would do it. So, Oh, you know, you have to adjust just and so i was doing that for the way that scott writes and the way he thinks and he was really doing that for me and as a result of that we both got better like along the course you know like along the oh, yeah. way yeah, I mean, we're my, improving yeah. you know and i mean there are times where i was like oh my god scott okay you know like the camera's not rolling and i'm going oh oh my god show me that thing how do you do that thing you know and vice versa and it was so fun to see it come together because i feel like even over those two weeks you and i got better at it you know so oh dude like, i go way like, better like the program works <laughs> you know it works yeah, like it really does i got way better listen well let's just do some housekeeping and then let's because we've been going for a while so let's do some housekeeping and then i'll i'd love to just jump back into the slap bass thing and i want to know think about why i'm doing this housekeeping in think about who are you like for for somebody that has not listened to slap bass who are the top three people they should go and listen to to give them a flavor of what what it might be you know to to get into just think about it i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the housekeeping yeah yep, yep. super quick housekeeping first of all obviously haha we've released the oh we're about to release the uh the slap accelerator secondly we have got an awesome sbl mentor session coming up early next week on monday october the 31st jonathan herrera is going to be in and he's going to be talking about studio shenanigans for all you bass players who want to learn stuff about the studio and also if you don't already know every single monday we do a live session inside the membership every single monday Monday with yes. people like Gary Willis and John Patucci and Ian he right here and myself and yep. man Danny Mo Morris and Todd Johnson and Ariana Cap and Rufus Philpot all of these really fantastic educators that are so so amazing and I'm so pleased that we've got them to be part of what we're building here at SBL every single Monday we do a live stream for the members and Jonathan Herrera is on this week October 31st so take a look out for that and then lastly apparently apparently next week it's going to be halloween and to celebrate halloween mr ian allison here is going to be doing a spooky video spooky. over on youtube for you to take for you to keep a look out to <laughs> so that is it that's the end of housekeeping this week now give us who's your top three ian top three slap bass players I mean, I feel like we, we talked about them because we really wanted to focus. Like we did these artist deep dives for the slap accelerator. We're like who are the four people that we really need to talk about? And they are free. Mm. They are Larry Graham. They're Marcus Miller and they're Victor Wooten. So for me, if I had to pick three, the people that really influenced me, I think first on slap bass, man, I think it was probably Victor by way of some other folks. I really loved Billy Gould who played with faith. No more. Oh, and I really love faith. Lee. No more, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. And I loved Brian Bromberg, you know, but when I really started to like, whoa, like pay attention and think that it was incredible was probably with Victor. And then as a result of Victor and his incredible teaching and just his like, you know, his giving of his influences, he's always really 
you know, sure to like give credit where credit is due, I fell in love yeah. with Larry Graham. I mean, Larry Graham with Sly and the Family Stone, but specifically actually with Graham Central Station. Um, those records are so fun and cool. And then there's all these great YouTube videos of Larry doing like instructional, his instructional video that he did in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. And he's talking about his slap technique and his effects. And so for me, and Larry, uh, make no mistake, Larry is the godfather. Larry is the OG. He's the guy yeah. that did it. I do a big deep dive on Larry, and I'll just give you a quick taste. He's in church with his mother playing, you know, playing bass, and the drummer didn't show up. And he was like, oh. And so, you know, like so many things, so many great things that are born out of necessity, slap bass was one of those things. We started hitting the strings for the bass drum, you know, but just doing that with his thumb and finger and boom, bang. Bang, 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 you know, yeah. playing octave figures and creating a groove uh, out of percussion and notes on the bass. And so to not know about Larry Graham um, is, is criminal in terms of your trajectory on the instrument. Just knowing uh, about him and what he has given to this community is critical. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so those, those guys for me, Victor and, Victor and uh, Larry, probably for sure. So, Victor, Larry, and who's who's yours? Flea as well. Yeah, Flea. I I, I will have to say too. I, I'm I'm gonna zag and and do um, Michelle and Degio Cello. Ooh. Michelle and Degio Cello, man. I mean, you know, not maybe necessarily known as like primarily a slap bass player, but she has one of the sickest pockets. Like when I hear her slap or just play the bass in general, I think, man, I like, ugh. like her pocket on that first single she had called, if that's your boyfriend, he wasn't last night, man, it is insane. Her pocket is so cool. It's so hip. She always played kind of old basses, kind of vintage sounds. I was really inspired by her. I mean, yes, there was the pyrotechnics of flea and I thought that was sweet, but where I really started to feel it musically was Victor, Larry, Michelle, those three. Okay, so for me, yeah, first the first time I heard slap bass, at least when I noticed it, was um, with Flea. So he yeah. was definitely my first influence. So if you haven't checked out Flea before, you know, like most people listening to this will have, but if you haven't, man, the guy is so ferocious when it comes he's to slap bass. Yes. He's a monster. And what really sort of like jumped out to me was the kind of sort of like the ferocity of it. It wasn't kind of like... Do you know, like, Victor's got, Victor Wooten's got all of this kind of sort of, like, stuff that's really, really complex and difficult. Well, Flea, even though what he's playing sounds really complex and difficult, it's actually, when you strip it back, it's a lot simpler than what Victor's doing. Sure. But he, he freaking hits that bass. It was just sort of like, it was aggressive, you know, yes. and... And I was coming from a place where I was listening to rock stuff, right? I was listening to Rage Against the Machine and Green Day and like, yeah, so yeah, it man. was right in the line with right. that, right? But it was, so like Fleet rocked my world when I first heard him. Shout out to, again, Funky Monks, the documentary as well. If you've not oh, listened so to Funky cool. Monks, watched Funky Monks, it is so cool. It's probably on YouTube now. Um, so definitely it's like a black and white sort of like, you know, it's kind of, it's a loose kind of like behind the scenes uh, video of the making of Blood, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is just an incredible album. But you see like, you know, Flea on there playing his wall bay. It's so cool. So definitely check that shit out. Anyway, so yes. Flea's my first guy. Next up would have to be, it would have to be Victor for me. 
Although with a big old dose, big caveat that the the pyrotechnic stuff, do you know when he plays all of that crazy, um, what's that? Do you know, is it classical thump and stuff like that? Classical thump, yep. Yeah, that has never, like none of that stuff has ever done it for me. Like I don't listen to classical thump and think, yeah, I want to learn that. (laughs) I actually, and this is no disrespect to Victor, I actually don't want to learn it. I'm just like, that is not what I want to play like. I don't want to play like that. Um, But, man, just when he's playing the groove stuff, He's he's incredible, it's you know, crazy. and that riff that we break down in the you know you know that yes. riff, right yes that we break down in the um, in the slap accelerator when I it, there was a particular riff that I heard and it was that riff and that for me just like blew my mind and it was just it's it's not it is incredible it's it's hard to play it's complex but it's still like it's a groove it's not like yeah like the pyrotechnic solo bass show which isn't sort of like which I didn't resonate with so with us so much. Um, and then finally, um, it's it's Marcus Miller all the way. Mm, Marcus yeah. Miller for me all the way. And for me, the reason why I resonated so much with when I listened to Marcus is that it's all groove. It's yes. all groove. Yes, it is. No matter whatever's going on, whatever's going on is just it's there to support the actual music and the groove. And that yep. is just so freaking awesome which is why when i listen to marcus i'm just like oh and it's 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 also it's it's lots of different elements with marcus it's that it's that everything's so musical and it's there to support the song even though it's like super cool and like crazy you know crazy flash as well at the times um like when he plays teen town oh my god like teen town with it yeah slaps teen town's bonkers right so there's that but it's also He's really his technique is actually really really clean. You know, if you yes. look at the old school guys like uh, Larry Graham or Lewis Johnson, like it, it's 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 kind of sort of like it's not as clinical as Marcus yeah, is. And more I wouldn't visceral. say that. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that Marcus is overly clinical, but man, he has got really clean technique. So he's that. And then it's and also it's just that he played bass lines with with it, you know, and, and like I had that great conversation with him um, on like recently a few months back, and he, he started talking about why he originally started slapping on all of the uh, all of the sessions that he was doing, and the story goes like this. And if you haven't, I'm not sure we've released the uh, interview yet, but if we if we have, go check it out. But he's basically he's like yeah so like you know lots of like the studio guys were getting Sadowski preamps in their bases and he said so he wanted a Sadowski preamp in his jazz bass so Roger fit this you know this Sadowski well actually it wasn't a Sadowski but it was an active preamp in his um, Fender bass mm-hmm. and he said and, and Roger was like these are the settings. And Marcus was like, okay, they're the settings. And he never changed them. So he didn't change the settings. He was only like 20 or something, or 19 at the time. Yeah, so he didn't change the settings. And what what he found is when he was in the studio, because of those particular settings, when he played fingerstyle, it didn't cut through. But when he played with his (laughs) thumb, it sounded awesome and cut right through the mix. So he said, he was like, so I just started playing everything. With my thing, with my thumb, I just started slapping everything because it cut right through the mix with that particular EQ setting. And because Roger, I, Roger scooped all the mid range out of his instrument. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Roger just scooped it all out, and and, and that was his sound. And Ma- that Marcus had to wow. just live with that sound. So that was kind of like the birth of the Marcus Miller sound, which was fascinating Whoa. to me. But yeah, yes. but they're they're my top three, man. Um, Incredible. I'm just top looking. Three. I'm looking. There are t- there are top three. I'm looking at the list. I think that we leave it for the part two, man. I think we leave it okay. for the part two. Sorry, guys, for leaving you hanging. You're gonna have to sort of like come back next week, and we're gonna be talking about more slap bass. But just to tell you, I've just got like let me pull up this list right here. Um, where are we? Like next week, we're gonna be talking about you know more of our journeys with slap bass and we're going to be talking about specific tips as well if you want to get into slap bass what you should be thinking about i think we should also talk a little bit about a little bit about um setup as well ian i know that you know how right. you set up your bass is really important in terms of slap bass so let's cover that i think it's going to be a great conversation and with that said boom let's call it <laughs> gonna call it i'm even gonna bring my bass i'm gonna bring my bass next week plug it in and even and even demonstrate some stuff so whether you're watching or listening um you're going to get a little a little slap bass tutorial next week as well i'm bursting just to say slap it to bass but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it anyway dudes take it easy we'll see you next time bye slap it to bass <laughs>